Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What a third quarter for the Sacramento Kings. They just blew the doors off the Phoenix Suns, outscoring them 45 to 26. 45 to 26. And the Suns lost their composure. First, it was Devin Booker who can never shut up. Chris Paul can never shut up. And the officials like, enough is enough. So they hit Booker with a technical. And then 30 seconds later, you get a technical called on Paul. And that changed the whole momentum of the game around. The game was starting to slide right then. But boy, oh boy, the Suns self-destructed and the Kings kicked their ass in that third quarter. Just absolutely destroyed them. And they beat the Phoenix Suns 135 to 117. Kings stopped the two-game skid. They come from behind. They beat the Suns. Ryan and Sacktown in just a moment. And we do bring Ryan and Sacktown, obviously a win, but everybody's holding their breath right now, waiting to find out more on De'Aaron Fox, who left the game with a hamstring injury. That's all we know. But that could be a disaster for the Kings here with nine games left. Yeah, that's not exactly a certain injury. Um, if it's a hamstring, talk about something that can linger. So um, let's hope it's much like Kevin Herter's, where it was a little bit more precautionary than anything, yep. but definitely need to keep our eyes on it. Yeah, that would be devastating for the Kings. He ended up playing 21 minutes. How about Kevin Herter in that third quarter? You think he caught fire or what? Holy moly. He blew the roof off the place. Um, you know, welcome back, Kevin. Shows you how important he is to this team when he's playing well. Well, we really appreciate everybody joining us here, Grant and Ryan, and uh, good news. How about that <laughs> third quarter, though? I mean, you want to talk about that game changed in an instant. Was it a 24-3 to run at one point in the third quarter? The Kings could do no wrong. The Suns had no answer. They were shell-shocked. Yeah, they uh, re they put their attention on the referees. Yep. And they lost attention on the Kings, right? Yep. I mean, it was a clear-path foul, basically, that was called. Mm -hmm. And then you have a technical, and then um, it all unravels from there. But, Grant, if you want to talk about the third quarter, that was a weird and long third quarter all around. There was oh, a three- or four-minute stretch to start that quarter off where the referees lost that game on both sides. Well, I, I would say this. 
The Suns have been bitching and complaining about the officials. Monty Williams got fined 20 grand by the league, but he's got two of the biggest whiners uh, in the NBA on his floor. Devin Booker and Chris Paul, all they do is whine, 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 whine. You know, Luka Doncic to me is the worst in the league. And Luka just got fined, what, 35 grand uh, for his absurd gesture towards the officials. You know, I'm so tired of seeing it, but Booker and Chris Paul just never shut up. They never shut up. They just never, ever stop. They just go on. And I, it was so nice to see the Kings in front of their home crowd do what they did in that third quarter. I mean, that was a clinic they put on in that third quarter. Yeah, Grant, it shows you how explosive they are. Um, and even against a pretty good team, Phoenix, you know, fifth in the West. So uh, it's just great to see. And uh, we'll see if the Kings can carry this over and we get good news on Fox. I do want to say, Grant, we've asked the question all season long. If Fox was out, who's Mr. Clutch, who would the Kings turn to? And who was it, Grant? Uh, I, who was the guy you're pointing at? Harrison Barnes. Oh, Harrison Barnes. Okay. But, they, you know, they, but, but we don't ever talk about Harrison. And all he does is, like, fill up the stat sheet, both on the, on the actual box score, yes. in the locker room that the fans don't see. And, I mean, how about his game tonight? He ended up with, what, 23 points, but an efficient 23 points. 23 points and only 12 shots. And he made his free throws. Look at the free it, throws he made. Yeah, you're spot on, Grant. And um, it, it was really good. I mean, he was getting doubled towards the end of the game. They were just posting him up, and he was going to work. So um, you and Jerry were talking about on the Wednesday show how important Harrison is to this team, and you just saw it tonight. Yeah. Uh, HB is Mr. Consistent. You are absolutely correct. 135 uh, to 127. All right, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Let's say he has to miss a couple of games. I'm just, we're, we're having a conversation here. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's the case or not. The Kings have built themselves up a nice cushion between third and fourth. So if he's got to miss a couple of games, it's not the end of the world. In other words, the Kings are going to be okay with nine games left. Now, I don't know if he's going to miss any games. I don't know if he's going to miss one game, four games, five games. But the Kings have built themselves up a very nice cushion from fourth, which is now the LA Clippers. All right. They got a six game lead in the loss column. So the Kings are going to do no worse than three. They now have the benefit, Ryan, of being very cautious with De'Aaron Fox. Yes, they do. And Grant, I mean, uh, you don't want De'Aaron or anybody else hurt, um, but this could be timing wise, a blessing in disguise, because we've said, what are the Kings going to do if they're without Fox or Sabonis? Well, guess what? Just as you said, the Kings have a cushion to play with yep. to let De'Aaron get healthy, but it also gives the Kings a little bit of playing time to figure out what the heck they're going to do, as opposed to the first round of the playoffs when this happens. Now, it's a very good point. I mean, you know, again, we'll know more tomorrow, I would think, on uh, De'Aaron Fox. Uh, the Kings' magic number is two to clinch a playoff spot. They're going to be in the playoffs. I mean, we know that. Uh, Dallas has fallen apart. They're 11th. Memphis cruised. They're second. The Kings uh, maintain two games behind them, but in actuality, it's one because they have the tiebreaker. The Clippers now move in the fourth uh, the Warriors, uh, you know, they're starting to play very well. So, you know, this thing, again, this is going to be one hell of a spring. This is going to be one hell of a month of April coming up. I'll tell you that. It is. Um, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen, and that's what's exciting about it. Yep. Um, so uh, I would guess, going back to Fox real quick, Grant, I would guess they hold him out tomorrow night, no yep. matter what. Don't you think? I would think so, Ryan. I mean, um, 
I can't imagine messing around with De'Aaron Fox right now. And again, you have you have some room to play with. You know, that's that's the whole key. You've got a little bit of leeway now because you've built up such a big lead uh, between yourself and the team behind you right now, the Clippers. So, yeah, you're going to be very cautious. I don't think there's any question about that. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Um, well, I think you were pretty spot on when it came to the keys to the second half. Um, you nailed them, Grant. How about how about the turnovers in the second half? What did they have at half four, and what did they end up with? I mean, is that taking care of the basketball or what? Is that Great. is that freaking phenomenal or what? It is, and they've been doing that consistently for the last few games. Even though they've lost, they have been doing that. And you know what? Credit to the Kings for battling some adversity and not letting that two game slide go to yep. three games. Yep, absolutely. And as you said, you know, you got the Jazz on a quick turnaround. And the last time they played was a couple nights ago, and uh, the Jazz won a game by eight, but the game was much closer than that final score indicated. The Jazz got blown off the court tonight by uh, the Bucks, 144 to 116. The Warriors win, they beat Philadelphia. Uh, so, again, even if the Kings do not have Fox for a little bit, it's not the end of the world, all right? It's just not. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the one position, Grant, that they have depth at. Uh, I mean, we'd love to have them go get a veteran point guard at the all-star or at the uh, trade deadline, but didn't happen. Um, you know, you got, you got Davion that'll step in, do a fine job. And uh, we uh, just keep rolling down the road. All right. Now uh, the last couple of games, I've showed you pictures from fans watching us uh, from abroad and I'm still waiting for some current pictures. I had a couple of fans send us pictures that were old. I'm looking for current photos Send them to my email here at gnapier at gmail.com, and I will feature you right here on the next postgame show. I will also put it up on Twitter. That's one thing I want to talk about. The other thing, all right, we want you to get those shirts right behind Ryan. They are available if you don't like that.com shop or grantnapier.com. Order your shirts. All right, they're available. We've gotten a lot of people that have already received their shirts and talking about how much they love them. We really appreciate that. And again, order your shirts. All right, order your yep. shirts. There you have it. And just go to grantnapier.com. Absolutely. And we're shipping them out as quickly as we can. The demand has been overwhelming. So thank you. And thank you for your patience. And thank you for the feedback on those that have received them. All right. Again, the uh, Kings with a monster third quarter. A am I on an island when I talk about I'm so tired of watching Devin Booker and Chris Paul complain and whine all the time, game after game after game after game? You know what, I, and I, I know that the officials are impartial, and I know a lot of fans don't think so, but they are. But you know what, I don't even feel sorry for the Suns. If they're getting screwed and they're getting the short end of the stick, they deserve it because they don't do anything other than moan and complain all game long. So screw them. That's how I feel. I don't disagree with you, Grant, but I'll be honest with today's NBA. I don't see a huge difference between what they're doing and what most teams are doing with the officials these days. Um, you know, you would expect a little bit more from a Chris Paul and, you know, a Devin Booker, especially because you got the two of them together. Usually the way I understand it and Grant, maybe you can clear this up. You really should have one person going up to the official. Yes. For the five players on the yes. floor and advocating for them. Mm hmm. 
Absolutely. Congratulations uh, to your Aztecs. You know, a lot of people aren't familiar with your basketball background. I think you should fill everyone in on, on that because that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, I was uh, with the Aztecs basketball program from 2002 to 2007 when we were still rebuilding Coach Fisher. Um, now it's Coach Dutch. Coach Dutch was there. And uh, it's so cool to see what they've done with the program, where they're at now, and uh, to be in the Elite Eight, man. And yeah. it, the best feeling, Grant, about that, it's first time in school history, is it doesn't feel like we're done yet. So we'll see what happens. The tournament's open and just up for granted. So What was it like, though, being around Steve Fisher? Because I got to know him very well when he was an assistant with the Kings. I mean, he was a, he, he was a coach with a big-time resume that ends up at San Diego State. Being around him had to be quite an experience. Coach Fisher treated everybody exactly the same. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't, it didn't matter if you were his star player or if you were a team manager. Um, and the amount of knowledge when he spoke, you listened mm -hmm. and um, just incredible. And some of the stories and, you know, some of the pros that he coached, you talk about um, the Fab Four with Chris Weber and Jalen Rose and yeah. all those guys. Uh, almost all of the NBA players that Coach Fish coached would always come back around, and they had the utmost respect for him. And the stories we'd hear were just awesome. But great guy, and so happy for him. It's actually his birthday today, so oh. Coach Fish, you're probably not watching, but happy birthday <laughs> to you and uh, Mark uh. Fisher, his son, and uh, Angie, his wife. That's great. Yeah, the Kings are about ready to uh, make the playoffs, and uh, everyone's rolled their sleeves up to their freaky neck. One thirty-five. To 127. I don't disagree with you about Devin Booker. I thought he should have gotten ejected too. You know, although I, every time I watch the Suns, I'm thinking that Devin Booker should get ejected. It's just getting very old uh, for the league. But uh, that, again, was that the best quarter you've seen the Kings play this year, that third quarter? Because they've, they've had a lot of good quarters, oh. but that, that is just top, top. It's got to be the top five for sure, right? Yeah, I would say top three quarters of the season. Um, one that comes to mind is the 12 threes in the first quarter earlier in the season um yep. but yeah it, it's all around it's up there because everybody contributed it had a little bit of something um where there was adversity and they bounced back and they just took control so uh, it was great it was one of those grant can i'm gonna ask you this yep. it, it seemed like one of those quarters that felt like old king's basketball at our sure arena you know yes. can you speak to that yeah because there were times when all the players at once started clicking and there when, when the Kings were clicking, whether it was with Jay will or Mike Bibby and you had Peja making his shots and Chris destroying people down low and Vladdy at the post passing the ball to cutters. And then you would have a player with a wide open layup. And then right at the end, he would make a little shuffle pass to the guy next to him for a dunk. And the Kings had some, now you got to remember Back when the Kings were really good in the early 2000s, 40-point quarters were not the norm. They're, 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 you know, now when teams score 40, you don't even bat an eyelash. When you scored right. 40 or more points in a quarter back then, that was big time. Like, everyone was like, oh, wow, okay? Now it's kind of like, well, you see it almost every night in the NBA. But when the Kings were hitting on all cylinders back then, that team, defensively, you could do absolutely nothing. You couldn't do anything. They, it was a, they would put on a clinic, and there's nothing you could do. That must have been really special to see in person all the time. They went I mean, into San Antonio when the Spurs were a championship team. And I think the Kings only turned the ball over three times for the whole game. And it they, they had the entire arena 
in silence. I mean, everyone was just like in awe of the clinic that the Kings put on there. The Spurs, who were an excellent defensive team, yeah. looked like a, a JV team out on the floor. I'll never forget wow. that game. Wow. And that, like you said, that was not a bad Spurs team either. They were seeing yeah. San Antonio was used to seeing good basketball. All right. A lot of people still talking about Rashawn Holmes. You know, folks, and Lydia, I know you've been on this. I, I can't fault Mike Brown here. Okay. I mean, the Kings are third in the West. They just keep winning. They have 44 wins. And so how much better would they be, Lydia, if they were playing Holmes instead of Metu? I mean, I think you're making way too much out of this. I, I just do. I think you're making way too much out of this. And that's why we have a show to discuss these things. And I'm a huge yeah. Rashawn Holmes fan. I've always been a big Holmes supporter. I love his game. I like the way he plays. I like his tenacity. There are a lot of things I like. But this is purely a coach's decision, and I can't fault the coach on this based on the results. That's the bottom line. Yeah, when when I think about that, and I, it is a good conversation. That's why we have this, like you said, yes. Grant. Um, but when I look at the two players, the the upside on offense, or the the difference you're going to get on offense goes to Metu, right? With defense, I think the difference goes to bon or to uh, Holmes. Holmes. Yes, and this isn't a defensive team, and having Holmes out there on defense is not going to move the needle enough. But I think having Metu with that group on offense possibly mm -hmm. could move that needle more, which is why he's getting the minutes. Somebody said the Kings won that game. I was referring to one hundred three to eighty three in San Antonio. I think that's is that what Waggis? it says. Was that Waggis? Probably. <laughs> probably. No, it wasn't, though. All right, so Anita wants to know um, about Davion. The bottom line is Delhi is only going to play in blowouts. He's not part of the, the the rotation in any way, shape, or form. He's the, he's the last guy on the bench, really. I mean, that's, that's what he is. So, again, you can't play everyone. Uh, it worked out really well, Anita. You know, it worked out very well without De'Aaron Fox for that stretch. You know, Mitchell ended up playing 27 minutes. And again, he didn't score other than, you know, one point. But you know what I liked? I liked the way he ran the team. He ended up with six assists. You know, I, I did like that. Now, he did, you know, he, he also didn't turn the ball over, Ryan. So think about yeah. that. He, he He's going against, you know, the Suns, and he had six assists and no turnovers when after Fox got hurt. That's big time. Yeah, and if the four other guys are clicking on offense, that's all you need. You need Davion mm. to initiate the offense. But I actually disagree with you. I think you're going to see Delhi. We've seen him um, when Fox has been out be the second point guard off the bench. We saw him the other night when uh, Terrence Davis was not playing well. He was immediately right. pulled out of the game, and Delhi came in for him. So, Anita, I do think Delhi will get some run. Okay, I do agree with you. When Fox is out, he will play there's yes. no question yes. about that but when fox is playing della vadova is not playing in all likelihood because he is going with mitchell now i would agree with you i think it's unlikely without me knowing that fox by the way a lot of people are just joining us and they don't know fox left the game he played 21 minutes he left the game in the second half with a hamstring injury and we don't have any other you know we'll, we'll find out a lot more tomorrow yeah, I well probably there's going to be some more information about what the next steps are um, coming out anytime, but I'm guessing it'll be an MRI similar to Herder. That is straight speculation, um, but that will all come tomorrow, like Grant said. Yeah, and I would say this. Uh, they give MRIs now like they give aspirin out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, really. It's You're absolutely right. crazy. You know, it uh, is. I know.
say MRI everything. <laughs> you know, and again, you know, stop telling, you know, sit for the season. You don't stop with comments like that. Those are those are comments that are stupid. Okay, you have no idea what's wrong with him. He may have just had a cramp. Okay, it may not be anything. You're wanting to sit for the season. No, you don't sit for the season. If you can play and you're healthy, you play. You don't sit for the season. Come on now. All right. The Kings have momentum. They're playing well. You want to just see everything fall to shreds. All right. And then you lose your momentum and then you got to gain it back. No, you don't sit him for the rest of the season unless he's injured. If he's injured, that's one thing. But you, you're making assumptions. You don't know how he is. You have no idea. Everyone just wants to rush to judgment like they're a freaking expert and they're in the locker room examining De'Aaron Fox. You have no idea. So stop rushing the you know, judgment on this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, here's the other thing, too. Mike Brown treats all those guys the same, whether you're Fox or the last guy on the bench like Delhi. I mean, just the other night, Kevin Herter said or Mike Brown said Kevin could have played if it was a playoff game. And that's exactly what they did with De'Aaron when he tweaked the hamstring a couple weeks back. They said the same thing. So he's going to treat everybody equally tonight. You see Herter back instead of resting him the entire season. Yep. And Dirk's exactly right. Basketball is a game of rhythm and you don't want to break it up unless you have to. You're 100% correct. Absolutely correct. All right. 135, 127. The third quarter was a thing of beauty, 45 to 26. The Kings who were, think about this. The Kings were down 11 at the break. And within a couple of minutes, they had the lead, right? That's why I told you what happened. Yeah. I didn't care about the Kings being down 11. The Kings being down 11 didn't mean anything to me. I said, they can right. make that up in a minute. I didn't realize they would. But, <laughs> but I, I, it was the way the game was going. But I thought the Suns just completely lost their composure. And once they lost their composure, the game was over. They were, they, I mean, they made it, they, they made a couple of runs in the fourth, but that's where they lost the game. They lost their composure. Yeah, when they lost their composure and the Kings made that run, even in the fourth quarter when it got a little bit close, I think it got within like five or six, I never had the feeling that the Suns were going to come back. It just didn't feel that way. Yeah. And there's been certain times in the season it's been that. But I can tell you this, the Kings have to keep their composure in the postseason. If the Suns do that, the Suns yeah. may find themselves in the play-in. Hey, so folks, what, what's going on in Portland with Damian Lillard has absolutely nothing to do with what the Kings should do with De'Aaron Fox. All right. It, it's not relevant. Why are you bringing it up for? A lot of people are on the chat line talking about, well, gee, the Blazers shut down Damian Lillard. The Blazers are out of it. The Blazers are going nowhere. The Blazers are trying to hit the home run in the draft. OK, Damian Lillard has nothing to do with De'Aaron Fox. Nothing. Absolutely Amen, nothing. Grant. Yeah. Amen. All right. 135 to 127. Uh, the Kings get the win, and quick turnaround for the Jazz. Jazz got blown out tonight as well. Yeah, quick turnaround, um, but expect, uh, even if Fox is playing, expect a competitive game with oh boy. the Jazz. Yep. yep. And they the Jazz got well. Jazz got steamrolled tonight. They got blown out uh, by, a, you know, we think the best team in the NBA, right? The Milwaukee Bucks. How good are they? Uh, they're rolling, Grant. They are rolling. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see them in the finals, but you don't want to see them at all. <laughs> you're in the yeah. finals, but you're probably getting swept. Oh, my so, gosh. Can you imagine? Oh, my oh gosh. My so gosh. I'm looking at the box score for tonight. Again, the final score, uh, the Bucks put 144 points on the board, Whew. 144 to 116. And I'm looking at the box score uh, for the Utah Jazz. And I'm trying to see who led them. Uh, but they had very good, well-around scoring. Uh, Laurie Markkinen did not play again. Uh, mm. You know who gave the Kings fits the other night was Kessler. 
right at center. Yeah. He really frustrated the Kings. Well, that Grant, excellent point. The Jazz are deaf. I would think the Jazz are throwing that zone at the Kings again tomorrow, don't you think? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yes. No yeah. question about it. So the Kings are going to, hopefully they will make the adjustments that need to be made um, to combat that with or without Fox. But um, that definitely confused him. And Kessler Walker, he played Sabonis very well tonight or the yeah. other night. By the way, Markkinen uh, has got a hand injury. So that's why he has not been playing. Uh, Rudy Gay uh, did not play tonight. Jordan Clarkson, okay, uh, did not play tonight. Colin Sexton is out for at least another week. So, you know, the Jazz just it doesn't really – tonight was not one of those games, but they just – they match up well with Sacramento, and they, the, all three games have gone down to the wire. You know, the first yes. two games literally went down to the last possession. The other night, the game was up for grabs with a minute left. So, I don't know why tomorrow should be any different. Again, we don't know about Fox as we talk right now. Yep, um, it should not be different at all. Um, hey, switching gears, I got a yep. rant for you. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plant a seed, and we'll let everybody else see if they can come up with a better idea. Okay. So I'm sitting there watching the game tonight mm -hmm. on mute, as always, and I notice the four front courtside seats directly next to the Kings bench. Yeah. Empty until halfway through the third quarter. All right, I'll tell you why that is. Why is that? Okay. I know the people that own those seats okay okay they are huge huge with a capital h san diego state supporters no okay? way good oh, people they Never sponsor mind. uh that school and that program like you cannot believe okay huh. and so i will tell you that they were not going to the game tonight and once the seats were vacant. Somebody from the Kings sends them a message and said, Hey, are you coming tonight? No. Can we give your seats away to four fans and relocate them? Yes, please do. Uh, That's what happens. That's why that happened. Okay? okay. So those, those four individuals who I know very well did not go to the game. So they didn't use their tickets. And after the Kings ticket, people noticed that, they send a message and they go, hey, would it be okay if we put some people that don't normally get a chance to sit close to the floor or other VIPs, whatever the case may be, yeah, on the floor? Yeah. That's what happened. Can you do me a favor then? Yes. Can you keep my rant request between us? And <laughs> nobody else is watching this. Please don't tell them. They're San Diego State yeah. supporters. I you love them. You probably didn't think that I would have an answer for that, did you? No, not at all. Yes. Not at all. Yes. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. So I apologize. Because there were times when they would not be there and I would send them a message and go, hey, are you coming tonight? No. And I'd be like, hey, would it be all right if, uh, you know, my son and wife sit there? They, yeah, sure. Go ahead. We'll let them know that they'll be coming down. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. but that didn't happen very often because they like to take care of the, you know, people that are upstairs. They, you know, they have a, I can't, you know how t a lot of franchises will try to relocate people yes. like on a whim. Hey, yep. if you're sitting in section 224 and row Z and you, you come notify <laughs> the, 
you know, usher and we'll relocate you down closer to the field or the court. Happens all yeah. the time, you know? Interesting. Or the guy comes running up the stairs in the top level, you know, whoever jumps up the highest or makes the most noise, we're going to upgrade your seats. Uh, I don't know it all. I do appreciate that. I, I, I would like to think I know it all, but I don't, you know? Absolutely. Ah. Well, thank you very much. I try to I try to be on top of just about everything, okay? But that's the truth. That's exactly what happened. And the fact that Ryan is a big San Diego State man, went there, and I just told him that those four individuals are huge supporters of San Diego State. They're like, oh, wow, you know? Now, I'm going to share a secret with you, okay? Okay. I'm going to read you the text message. Okay, you ready yeah, for this? Ready. You sure? Positive. All right, I'm not going to mention a name because I don't want to embarrass him, all right? Okay. But one of the individuals, and I'm not going to mention the name, I sent him a message yesterday, all right? Okay. Here's what I said. Uh, feeling good about the Aztecs? Not really. Should be much better than we are, but played much better last game. I'd give the seven and a half and bet Alabama if push came to shove, but always hopeful. I said, okay, okay. good luck. Respond. Thank you. Fair enough. So fair it, enough. But, but, he, but the guy that I work with, a guy <laughs> named Ryan in Sacktown, came on listen app the other day and broke down the game and everything he said happened. Everything. And said, <laughs> Oh, I disagree. I think they're gonna win, and this is why they're going to win. Man hit it out of the ballpark. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I, I I cannot confirm nor deny if I had any information on the game plan. <laughs> but... The book, when I write my book, you're going to like it, okay? I'm waiting for the lawsuit to complete, be completed, so that would factor in what goes into the book or not. So I can't write the book until my lawsuit is concluded. Once it's concluded, then I can write the book because I'll know what I can include in the book and what I can't because there's a lot of information in the book that I want to disclose that I know people are going to just be blown away. Okay, trust me on that. Mm -hmm. And I have to make sure that legally I'm not running amok. All right, so that's why I have to wait. Okay, so, so hold on. Let me take this a step further and tell me if I'm going too far. Let's say, and I fully expect you do, you prevail in this lawsuit because you mm -hmm. made it known that you want to go all the way. You you want to yes. be vindicated by a group mm -hmm. of your own peers. You win the lawsuit. You write the book. What's next for Grant? Are you are you going on a book tour? Are you going to lay low? Uh, what does that step look like? It's a great question. I don't know. I've asked myself that uh, very often. Uh, I don't want to become disconnected from Sacramento or the fans and the community. So I can't really imagine that happening. I mean, I, I love talking to the fans on a regular basis. Uh, it's what kind of fuels me. It's what makes me uh, happy. It's just been a part of my adult life for decades. So uh, kind of like what Jerry's doing now, you know, Jerry's staying connected with the fans by, you know, coming on this show and doing a couple of other things, even though he's not, you know, working anymore. He's retired as he should be at age 78. But I could see myself doing, you know, something like that. Uh, I'm really into charities. I'm into community. 
you know, my foundation that I had for, gosh, almost 20 years, probably closer to 15, actually, but where we sent over 100 uh, at need underprivileged students to college. That was the most rewarding thing I did, Ryan, every year. Uh, yeah. I love that. I had phenomenal support from the community. We were sold out every year. We raised a lot of money for our students. You know, those are the things that I like to do. So I'm keeping all my options open. And who knows, maybe I'm uh, back behind the microphone on a court somewhere announcing games, whether it be basketball or hockey or football. So I'm keeping all my options open. Awesome. Very good. Very yeah. good. All right. Well, I, I, I yeah, hope that process moves a little bit faster than it has been for you, buddy. You know, uh, it's out of my control, you know, the judicial system in terms of the process and the tardiness of it. I, I can't, I can't really, uh, worry about stuff I can't control, you know? Amen. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you. You know, again, I'm, I've been approached by two different people about writing a book and I, well, I, I would really like to do it. I really would. All right. So there are a lot of things that I have to decide what it, where I have to draw the line on what goes in the book and what doesn't go in the book, because I've always been one that I don't want to kiss and tell. You understand what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, you... th th there are certain things that I know that very few people know that went on behind the scenes. And I got to, I, I need to figure out what is permissible in my, not, not, not legally, but for me to be able to sleep at night. Okay. And I, this is not going to be a book to rip the, the rip everyone to shreds. Okay. That's not what the book's going to encompass a lot. Okay. But there are a lot of stories that I think Kings fans would love to hear that really have not been told or have not been told accurately. And so for that reason, I would really like to write this book. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. All right. Well, Thank you. Uh Here's the thing, Grant. I think personally, the book's going to be um, just as much about bigger things than basketball in the Kings. And it's going to be very important to social culture right now and um, cancel culture. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think that there's a platform there with what happened with your situation um, that needs to be told for those yep. that don't yep. know about it. I mean, yep. so yeah, I, I think that across the board, it's grand slam. Are you going to have a ghost writer? Uh, don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. This question. Yeah. Okay. Certain athletes get paid. Like Aaron Rodgers gets paid a lot of money to go on the Pat McAfee show every week on Pat McAfee show. Okay. Uh, when I used to have guests on, on a weekly basis on in Sacramento, for like Charles Davis and them, we, we did give them a small stipend. Yes. So a lot of the times, a lot of the times, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Is it, yeah. is there ever the, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, where if they come on your show, you'll do a hit on yeah. their show. All the time. They have a show. Yeah. Absolutely. All the time. All right. Well, uh, people still tuning in. Thank you very much. Uh, Fox yeah. left the second half with a hamstring injury we don't know the extent of the injury so right now we really don't know frank if you want to donate to the show um there's a little cash app or a little cash insignia right uh on the on your youtube 
I guess what word am I looking for, Ryan? Super chat. Super There's chat. A, yeah. Little dollar sign. Uh, the There's stickers work. Sign. Yeah, the, the stickers work too. You just choose a sticker and it gives you an image that you can put up. Yeah, the book tour does go hand in hand with the international tour. I'm really <laughs> excited about possibly doing that. Thank you, Frank. We really appreciate that. Thanks, Thank you Frank. so much for your uh, donation. All right, what a what a third quarter for the Kings tonight as they roll in that third quarter from the Phoenix Suns. And again, even if Fox has to miss some time, the Kings have built up a really nice cushion where I don't see them, Ryan, falling out of third. I just don't. I don't see them falling no. out of third. No, and Grant, even if they did, I mean, it's we don't know what's happening behind them yet, and nor will we know for the next week or two. So I think they're going to be just fine. And uh, you made the point of the night saying they've built this cushion up. This is what it's for. Yeah, book tour at a stop at Bowling Green. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Jerry Reynolds gets paid huge money as a model. Huge. I mean, when you think of <laughs> models, you think of Jerry Reynolds. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know what? Why do yeah. you think he takes a walk every day? He's got to got to keep that bod in shape. Come on. Appreciate that. We do uh, thank you so much for uh, getting involved here on the uh, super chat. You know, a lot of people are talking about the Aaron Fox walk to the locker room. I would agree that's a positive sign. I mean, I it it did not look that significant, but you also have to understand what makes the Aaron Fox so good: his speed, his yep. quickness. Yep. Any limitation with his hamstring changes whether he can play or if he does play his effectiveness. So I'm not saying hamstrings isn't important on someone like Sabonis or somebody that doesn't sprint up and down the floor like him. Maybe that's not a good example, but the point is for De'Aaron, you got to be real careful about his wheels. Second best point of the night, Grant, um, his change of speed too. Mm -hmm. That That is a complete separator. And if you have a hamstring or something like that, you take that first hard step, mm -hmm. that's, that, that's going to be a problem. It's not going to be as quick. All right, again, uh, Bennett's, Roseville, Sacramento, they're coming to Rockland, prime seafood and steak, over 50 types of wine available by the glass on the weekends, prime rib. And don't forget about the weekend brunch. Brian and his family, big-time Sacramento King supporters. For more information, go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Take out food. They have it all. Bennett's coming to Rockland in a short period of time. Great to have yeah. a third location with Bennett's. Kings win, and we'll see whether or not De'Aaron Fox is able to play tomorrow. I think it goes without saying they're going to be cautious with De'Aaron Fox. I mean, you know, it's not like they're tied for third with a the team. They're, they're going to be cautious here. I would be worried if he didn't, if he did yeah. play tomorrow at this point. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right, Grant. And uh, by the way, I want to reemphasize email your pictures to yes. Grant because we get your story too. send a little story. John yes. Paul, the last guy talk about a character. I know he's watching right now because he already reached out to me to say, are you doing he's the great. shows tonight? He's what great. an awesome guy. So yeah. we want to learn more about you guys. Yeah, in Uganda. And he already gave me an invite to go over there and said they would make me uh, some incredible food over there. I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I could make a trip to Uganda. You know, absolutely. Yeah, Heck I might yeah. have to figure out how to do that. So Heck there's yeah. the email address to uh, send the photos of you in your King's gear. And again, I got a couple of photos. I didn't use them because they, were, they weren't current. I'm looking for current. 
And by current, yeah, if they're a week old, that's okay. But I'm not talking about like, you know, from years ago and stuff. All right. So, uh, but thank you very much for everyone participating. And I just, I love that we have so many people that are watching not only in Northern California, but from around the globe. It's pretty neat. It really is. It, it is. It definitely is. All right. And then before we leave, how about the Mavericks? Are they, they are they done? I don't know. Um, you know, the day Kyrie got traded, what did we say, Grant? Or what did you say? It's either going to work great or it's going to be a nightmare and it's looking yep. like the latter. Um, I don't see it working out this year, at least, and especially the injuries. They, they've been injury prone. What do you think, Grant? Are they, they going to be done? Uh, they, they may not be done where they don't make the play in, but I don't think they're going to be in the final eight this year. All right. I think they could get in the play in, but. I don't see them being in the final eight, being, which is a playoff team. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. rant on Mavs protesting a whole game because they didn't know whose ball it was on a third quarter play. Yeah, That's that, pretty that would be, specific. That, that would be uh, Mark Cuban I'd have to rant on, right? I yeah, mean, he's the exactly. one that filed the protest. He's the one that went uh, ballistic. Okay, yeah. Pam, thank you very much. Uh, I'll sh give you the email address right here, okay? gnapier at gmail.com. gnapier at gmail.com. Send them there, and maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured on tomorrow's post-game show. How about that, you know? Uh, we got the food in Uganda. We got people sending that. Yeah, that's what I was laughing at. Shut it down, Paul. Shut it down for the night, buddy. <laughs> Why do the Kings need to shut down Fox and Sabonis? Maybe we what? should shut down you. How would that be? We'll shut down you. I just shut you down. How stupid are people? Shut down Fox and Sabonis. Why? Why? Yeah, if they're on, if they're Michael. injured, and you can do further risk to their injury then yeah, you don't play them. But why would you shut them down for? You have nine games left. Grant, how many games this year have the Kings um, had Sabonis or Fox sit out for load management? Zero. Yeah, exactly, Michael. Thank you. Come on, man. Uh, Love you, funny. Michael. Come this on. is one of... Better rest the whole team, start Delhi and other bench players, hit the fans, made the coaching decision. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, but, Grant, okay, if you're a coach, how impossible of a situation are you in now with a fan base like this that hasn't made the playoffs in 16 years, and it's like you want to wrap everything in plastic wrap? Okay, this is not Mike Brown's decision. So that's the number that's number one. It's his training staff and Fox who communicate. And then Mike Brown goes on the recommendation of the training staff. Okay, so it's not like Mike Brown's gonna make the decision. Oh, I want him to play, so he's playing. Uh -uh. That's not how it works. Okay. You have the doctors, you have the training staff, they then make a recommendation to the coach, and the coach will follow that recommendation. They also talk to the player, okay. De'Aaron knows what's at stake here. De'Aaron's not going to do anything stupid, all right? Again, the Kings have a huge cushion between themselves and the Clippers. So it's not the end of the world if De'Aaron misses a couple of games. There you go. There you go. I think I think V. Diddy says it best. Did you see this one? Which one? I'm sorry. <laughs> Rest the fans. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh. Well done. Wow. wow. How about this? When the teams start resting coaches, it's getting <laughs> insane these days, the load management. Oh my gosh. Mike uh, Brown's you, you, out. Yes, you can send a pick all the way from Oregon. Yes, you can. We'll let Absolutely. you do that. Oh, Absolutely. Man. What Mike Brown's that? out tonight with a uh, carpal tunnel load management. <laughs> His writing hand. All right, give me some final thoughts, buddy. Um, you know what? Great uh, resilience. This team is resilient, and that's nothing that's going to stop because that is a characteristic. That is not a skill. So, um, all focus goes to Fox. That's that's what I think. Grant, how about you, my friend? Yeah. 100%. You know, the Kings are a tremendous offensive team. That's why I said at halftime when they were down 11, I'm like, I don't, <laughs> being down 11 doesn't mean anything to this team. <laughs> you know, again, I didn't think they would make it up as quickly as they did. But the, the flat, the, the fact of the matter is that the Kings know that they can score with anybody. I mean, they showed that when they played the Milwaukee Bucks and how great of a game that was. This team and their success in the postseason is going to be dependent on two players, De'Aaron Fox and Domantas Sabonis. They have to be on the floor. They have to be healthy in order for this team to succeed in the playoffs. To me, it's really that simple. And if those two are healthy, I think the Kings have a very good chance of winning a playoff series or two because we've talked about this with Jerry the other day. In the West, who is clearly better than the Sacramento Kings right now? Uh, your only argument would be Denver, but Denver's not playing great right now. Correct. Correct. All right. And we keep on talking about this. I would be leery of playing the Golden State Warriors in their first round if they had all the players playing. Now, I don't know about Andrew Wiggins and everything, but, but if they had Wiggins with Curry and Draymond and Clay, and, you know, they're going to be a very formidable First round opponent. This, this is a team that is a championship caliber team. They won the championship last year. Okay. They know what it takes to win in the playoffs. They know how to win in the playoffs of all the teams. And I'm going to even include the Lakers here of all the teams that I would not want to play in the first round of the playoffs. I would put the Warriors as number one. I would not want to play them. Yeah, I'm with you. And um, I, I'm going to give you the second team. I don't want to play Minnesota. Minnesota has played the Kings tough. Um, and now with Towns back, that adds a lot of size down low and on the outside too. So he can pull Sabonis out. If Sabonis is on him and uh, shoot, we're not even talking about Anthony Edwards yet. So right. um, that would be a team that gives me a little bit of the uh, willies. Uh, and even Grant, if Utah s squeezes their way in, oh boy, I don't want to see them either. Matchups. Yes. Matchups. Yep. yep. Exactly. All right. Kings with a huge third quarter. They come from 11 down at the break and they beat, they beat the Phoenix Suns. And I'll end on this one. I would agree that I wouldn't want to play the Phoenix Suns if Durant is there and healthy. I would agree that I would think the Suns would not lose to the Kings in a seven game series if Durant is on the floor with what we saw tonight. Fair enough, Ryan. Fair enough, partner. Yep. All right. Enjoy uh, your night. We're going to do it again tomorrow. We will be back. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. And uh, thanks to everyone else for joining us uh, right here on 
if you don't like that, Kings Jazz coming up tomorrow. We'll be with you pregame, halftime, postgame. So long, everybody.